0: This presentation is from Managing Design 2017, held in Melbourne. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. So I would like to introduce Costas to you. Uh, He is from Fire Monkeys and he's going to talk about some of his experiences introducing user research into a place that hasn't traditionally uh, had it involved before. So thank you very much. Sure. Yeah. Oh, haven't even started. Great. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks everyone. I really appreciate being here today. Um, so a couple of things. I'm not a designer. I'm not a manager. So I hope I'm in the right conference. But you know, I'll give it a shot. I guess. Um, so I'm a researcher. Like I'm. Uh, I'm Costas. I'm a user experience researcher. I much rather prefer the role of or the title of human researcher because user is a bit abstract. Um, And I work in electronic arts. So we have a studio here called Firemonkeys. And uh, essentially today we'll be talking to you about eight challenges that I faced while I introduced um, user experience research within a very different environment than we um, know it. So I work in a place uh, which is in Docklands. It's uh, uh, called Firemonkeys and we pretty much build, develop in-house mobile games. Um, We build things like Real Racing 3, Need for Speed, if you guys know it, and that doesn't work, yes, and um, um, Sims Freeplay. So essentially, we build games for millions of players across the globe that just have fun. And I will approach my talk today from a lens of a guy called Donald Sean, who probably most of you don't know, but he talked about the importance of being a reflective practitioner and the importance of actually not just doing things, but reflecting, doing, and adjusting. Um, UX has found its role within industry. Um, I'm an optimist. I think, yeah. And I appreciate Mike's talk because it's a great segue to what I'll be talking today. But UX research, which I see as a role of UX, is still trying to find its fit. We're all researchers. We're all inquisitive minds. But during the last five years or so within industry, we started seeing that UX research is slowly trying to um, help. Within games... UX research is a bit different. It's still trying to find its role. And I am what electronic arts people know of, a games user researcher, or guru. Um, I'm part of a larger network of approximately 25 user researchers, or user experience researchers, or games user researchers that are distributed across the world in different studios. And what we do at the end of the day, our role is, and my role, is to provide actionable human player focused insights that help teams make decisions. And we use a palette of different methods across from qualitative to quantitative and objective to subjective. So that's all good, you know, we have the theory, most of us you know are very very strong in the theoretical background of, of research, we characterize ourselves as researchers, and that's what we live and breathe at the end of the day. So when I joined, what I'll do do the next 12 minutes or so is just share with you my journey. And I started pretty much seven months ago in uh, Firemonkeys, which is an amazing studio, and has done a lot of huge successes the last four or five years with the live uh, release of a lot of uh, mobile games. So I start. I'm super excited. I'm like, I had my vacations in Greece. I'm like, yep, let's do it. I'm ready. Um, Well, there were a lot of challenges and a lot of mountains in front to overcome. And I was aware of it. So the first chapter is the Oh My God chapter. Um, And the Oh My God God chapter, that's how I call it, it was the first three months when I realized that I didn't know a lot of things that I thought probably I knew. And also I realized that there's going to be a lot of challenges in place. And the first challenge was that within FireMonkeys there was no exposure at all to formalized UXR. There's a huge difference between doing research within UX or within HCI if you want to broaden it up and actually understanding how to do formalized research. And that that was the first ever challenge that popped up my head. And... and There was a lot of, I have to be honest, there was a lot of momentum and a lot of support from the leadership, not only from the leadership within Firemonkeys, but all the way from the CEO of EA in um, Redwood Shores, right? who is a strong believer of player-focused insights. The second one was that I didn't know, I wasn't aware of (laughs) EA's dev process. I have almost 10 years of experience. I come from academia, I worked in different settings. And I wasn't really sure how to approach certain um, ways of interacting with with people when it comes down to introducing and integrating slowly user research. And that plays a very important role within, especially, the very challenging ecosystem of developing mobile games. The other thing, which I consider always important, and those of you who know me from before always know that I'm very passionate about this, is creating a UXR space you know, somewhere where you can do the in-lab stuff. We can all do remote, moderator or moderator, but seeing people watching in the studio and seeing the GM sharing or attending a session or actually, most importantly, asking those players what they think about something that is out there is extremely important. So I had a huge, had huge support from, my, um, from the central headquarters of UXR down in Vancouver and all the people in you said we set up within the first three months something that looks like that. This is completely different compared to what you guys are familiar with because obviously most of the things that we do within UX research in games is around playtest, right? So it's a very, very um, different setting. First of all, I'd like to thank Mike for a great segue to my talk. I really, really appreciate it. Um, dialogue. The first thing that I did And it just dawned on me in one of the days of my running loneliness, um, reflection, was dialogue. I spent the first one and a half months having a lot of coffees. I have stopped drinking coffee the last three months, actually. And the idea was that I spent talking to 70% or approximately of about 300 people in pharmacies from... Uh, junior level designers to creative directors to everyone pretty much I can get my hands on. And what I tried to do was I tried to pretty much understand the context, see what I'm dealing with, right? And I helped, that helped tremendously address challenge number one and also helped me understand the processes and also give a human face to this abstract um, entity that is called the researcher. Second thing is empathy. The dialogue resorted slowly to fostering empathy. And that started making, in retrospect, and I've been there only for eight months, but in retrospect, it started doing things uh, and facilitating things, much, much, um, making things much, much easier. And I cannot stress enough the importance of both continuous dialogue and uh, nurturing empathy and putting a, huma- a human face, you know, in those interactions with uh, in regards to addressing the first challenges of my first three months. All good. Christmas is there, Australia, Melbourne shuts down for three weeks, awesome. Second part of the journey, I'm ready to do it, you know, I'm ready to start, I'm ready to actually, now I know what's happening, yep, let's, let's start. I had to adjust a lot of things, right? So the moment that you actually know where you're standing and you know, you know how to integrate and how to introduce slowly the research component within the uh, game's practice in the specific studio, things start to, to change. And you need to adjust and you need to uh, start accepting feedback. And then it was about running the first session. And that was great, because you know, I was super duper excited. We had people lined up. So we were testing a specific feature of uh, an already released game, and we were ready pretty much to start. But that was a huge challenge, because the question that popped up there, how do I create awareness of this? Right? There are many ways, literature, and you guys already know that pretty much how it works. But how do you do this in a setting that has never really seen? Anything like that before, and then identify mistakes and address them, so during the first session, there were a lot of mistakes from the technical things, which means you know we stream we, we use a streaming service internal streaming service where everyone can actually watch what is happening you know in, in our sessions, and I'm just covering the in lab sessions, but at the same time, you know we have to identify the mistakes and slowly address them, and you have to do it. Extremely quickly in a very tight development the development cycle within mobile games. So the one thing that I did is that I went and I pretty much, um, without asking anyone, <laughs> took a space and I made it. You know what I call the UXR second kind of lab, which is the, which fostered collaboration. So this was the third thing that really helped me alongside dialogue and empathy, fostering the key collaboration, engaging with people and sharing my passion, and that actually does make a lot of difference. So here you see, um, you know, we talked about releasing Racing 3 and a specific feature that we're thinking of, of uh, releasing or developing. So the first thing was doing this exploratory kind of work. And you can see it was absolutely amazing to see how, you know, people participated, people were empowered to actually come and see. You know, and, and that was our second session that we did. And that's, that's the other thing alongside dialogue, empathy, collaboration, that slowly start to pave the way of raising awareness of this um, uh, research. Now I'm in a phase where I'm, I'm always smiling when I go to the office because you know, I'm passionate about research and I started seeing slowly how things started to change. But I slowly understand that there are a couple of challenges pop up and most of you having the wealth of knowledge and the years of experience that you have already know. But for me it's actually quite new, especially since we're talking about mobile games, which are completely different when it comes to development with regard to the normal productivity software. Sustaining team participation. So the most important thing that we start seeing now as a huge challenge is actually having and people you know coming over and watching the sessions and all of that. And they do it. And we have still, you know, quite a lot of people, but what I'm, th- and, and people, you know, approach me and we talk about the sessions and all of that, but the most important thing that starts slowly um, gives me, night- giving nightmares is how can I put um, practices or approaches in place where I sustain <coughs> that team participation throughout the sessions. The second one is shifting the mindset. Those of you who know me already talked about shifting the mindset. Um, I, am, um, I would really love to meet, if I could, Daniel Kahneman. The guy is amazing. I don't know if you guys know, he talked about paradigm shifting. This is what I envision to do in every job, pretty much, that I've worked at. And this has started to happen. So here you can see a bunch of, uh, of amazing, Um, artists and developers talking about Sims Freeplay and how they should start approaching a specific um, feature based on the reasons that they have seen so far. The two things that really helped me a lot, approach that really helped me a lot, alongside all the other four, were mutual respect. I don't know everything, right? So I have to be Humble enough, or I want to be humble enough to understand where other people come from, which is essentially part of the empathy. But mutual respect is something which is extremely important. Throughout these discussions that we had with all the stakeholders, from junior to the more senior ones, the more, one thing that I had to always look uh, forward and I wanted to look forward is to carve this mutual respect. And that's extremely, extremely important. And the other thing, that I'm extremely excited about is advocacy. Identifying allies, and there's a wealth of research that has talked about that, but identifying allies within the teams, game teams in that scenario, that actually take the passion or, or, or know what is the actual value of the research and mediating it to the whole team. So you can see here the senior game designer of one of our uh, titles, that he invited the whole team he ordered pizza. I didn't even know it, to be honest. And he pretty much started, um, yeah. He, he pretty much started going through a session that uh, some people that we had recorded quite some time ago. So there is this transition happening, right? I came into a place where, you know, people were eager, but they had no idea what that means, right? A place where essentially it's completely different to what I've worked in the past. A place where pressure, both revenue-wise but also player engagement is extremely, extremely important. And what I found out the last seven months, and that's pretty much the beginning of the journey, is that in this ladder of, try- of huge challenges, there are six key things. That when they work together, they could potentially help you or any other researcher out there and even be applied to business case studies to uh, actually uh, help you in uh, making a point. And that's what I call the DECIMA point of um, reference, um, a frame of reference. And it's dialogue, empathy, collaboration, empowerment, mutual respect and advocacy. So essentially, it's not, I'm not reinventing the wheel. It's, it's the same thing, but uh, at the end of the day, it's about being open to those key concepts and practically engaging with them and seeing how they work together. So, I'm in the beginning of the journey. I cannot stress enough how honored I am to be given the opportunity to share that with you today, and in all honesty, I'm looking forward to the coming years as I mature as a researcher and as you know, we slowly, as electronic arts, start putting in place um, these processes for the Asia-Pacific market to see where research is taking us. Um, Regardless of where it's taking us, I think research should be, in my opinion, a team sport. It's a team sport. There's not only one researcher. There's not a team of researchers. It's a company that can actually, or an organization that can embrace research. And at this point, Thank you very much, and thank you. Thank you. And we have, like, five minutes for questions, so... Great. Questions for Costas? That was, like, a really interesting kind of context to work in, too. I'm just curious about... So, obviously, you had the high-level stakeholder buy-in for doing this. How much effort did you have to go into getting the teams buy-in? Because research is always, oh, that's extra time, effort. Yeah. I can't just do stuff because you're holding me back. Yeah. So the one thing I didn't talk about is alongside with the coffees, there was a lot of education happening. Um, I'm, I'm very, very happy to be coming from academia because the one thing, the beautiful thing that academia has taught me so far is how to hopefully uh, educate what people on what I actually love. So um, throughout those coffees, it was not... A one way of conversation. It was more about people asking as well, you know, how, what is user research and what can help. And can you show me case studies that actually has helped within the mobile games domain and all of that? So it was, it's, it was, and it still is, in all honesty, a huge educational component that's extremely, extremely important. And also, they educate me. The game teams educate me because it's a completely different. Got one left. <laughs> Um, I was particularly interested in that point about collaboration and how you put that effort into getting to know people and what you just talking about then. Did you find out of that then people started coming to you and things happened without you pushing so much? Oh, totally. So yeah. the advocacy one, so the, what the senior game designer did, I, I have to be honest, I had no idea about it. So, you know, and I didn't take the photo. I had, you know, another guy sending me the photo. So it's... It's really tough. I come from, and look, in all honesty, going back, reflecting on Mike's uh, talk, it's I'm very lucky. I have to be honest. I'm extremely lucky that you know I have this buy-in from the CEO and from the GM. But at the same coin, that creates a lot of expectations, and that puts more pressure. And um, seeing those little instances of enthusiasm and, and passion. That I'm not aware of. It's actually, yeah, a really little rewarding. So yeah, now we're in a point that uh, you know, whenever we have a session, people will come and will, you know ask me when it is, and and they will just go to the room without me even booking it and just look and watch. Yeah. Just a question around um, the participation, where you're talking about, and you're yeah. saying you're worried about it dropping off. Mm-hmm. What what thoughts have you got about and how you plan on keeping that momentum up and people actually? coming in, be, being involved. Yeah. Once yeah. the initial hey this is all so, cool noises yeah. off. So the first thing that I'm going to do uh, is I'm going to let them, let them I don't like that. I'm, I'm I will um, I will invite them to actually have um, a very very crucial say in the research design. And them, you know, to actually craft the questions and by them I'm not talking about the, you know, the senior game designer or someone who is actually thinking about introducing the feature. I'm talking about the developer. I'm talking about the junior passionate gamer who is developing this feature, who might be developing this feature and you know, engaging them essentially uh, from early on and not you know make them or, or give them the opportunity to actually feel that they're participating. They're not just They're actively participating, not just consuming the content. Thank you very much for that. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from Managing Design 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.